we're back that's as cringy as it's gonna get this week guys it's another episode with me and val doing the damn thing if you're new here though and you don't know who me and val are we're hilarious and we should have like a million dollars for how funny we are if you're new here, welcome to Deadlifts and Daddy Issues. My name is Quinlan Bryan. I am the host, the CEO, the founding father, the birth giver, the daddy to this podcast, and it's just this fun little thing that I do on the side. I honestly have no idea what I'm doing like as far as being a podcast host. I just record a bunch of stuff with my friends and some of it is really funny and some of it is really deep and meaningful and there's a lot of stuff in between and um, then I put it on the internet for everybody to listen to and it's doing really well. So that's that. Um, I am like a week from today at this time, I'll be loading up my car to drive five hours to Kansas City, Kansas for the Built Strong Championship and not like, yes, I'm competing next week, but I am excited to see everybody. It's been a year since I've seen some of these people, and I'll actually be meeting a lot of them for the first time, like Val. I haven't actually met Val in person. We're just phone internet friends, best phone internet friends, and we've already planned this really dramatic. I have the hiccups, guys, and I'm trying to choke them back, so bear with me here. Um, but we've planned this really dramatic, like she said she's going to pick me up and squeeze me. So this really dramatic, just like meeting each other for the first time, like long lost lovers. And I'm so excited. Um, a week out as of Saturday. So like not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday, I'll be on the platform and I'm very excited. This has been a different prep than I've ever ran before, but it's been great. I've held up wonderfully. I've learned a lot this prep, like a lot, and I'm really excited to show that off on the platform. Um, and that's basically all I've got as far as, like, I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired, my body hurts, and I'm really glad that this sucker is a week away because I don't know how much more of this I can do. And holy shit, am I ready for off season? And that's that. Okay, that's everything I needed to say, right? I suck at intros. Anyways, here's me and Val. We're talking about trusting yourself and love languages, and, um, she throws a surprise at me in this one. Are you ready? So, yeah, welcome to Deadlifts and Daddy Issues. <laughs> so, I'm literally, I'm so excited for this first bit because it's a surprise to you because I didn't tell you. Tell me. <laughs> um, so, wait a minute. Let me put some in it. No, um, I am so chaotic. Just, <sighs> I'm trying to use my daughter's iPad for something. There we are. There we go. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to set a timer for four minutes and you're going to answer as many questions as possible in four minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, we did it for everybody but you. Um, and I'm so excited about this because I was like, let me, and I found some good ones. So I'm going to set the timer. Okay. Okay. So if you could be any sea animal, what would you be? Any what animal? Sea. A shark. Sea a shark. Why? So nobody would fuck with me and I could just eat everybody if they made me mad. <laughs> um, uh, where's the worst place that you could get trapped? The worst place I could get trapped? Yeah. <sighs> Anything super religious. Like, where they're going to shove their beliefs down my throat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Um, What's the first thing you notice when it comes to someone from the opposite gender? Oh my god, I don't know. Mar- gotta answer. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, here's, and this sounds really tacky, but honestly, just like they're all over vibe. Not anything necessarily like, like physical about them. They're all like, What? Yeah, like what kind of aura are they giving off? And how are you making me feel in the first like moment that we're meeting? Like, do you feel icky? Are you like, okay, this is... Mm-hmm. Like you're just new or am I getting the ick from you like right away? Yeah. Um, what's your least favorite type of music? Country. I uh, <laughs> still love you. It's okay. Um <laughs> New Country. New Country, not old country. I like old country. Okay. Um, this is <laughs> if you could be any bird, what would you be and why? None of them. I would not be a bird. Um, I would be any kind of bird that lives in someone's house that loves me, and I don't have to worry about killing people like owls oh do. Oh my god, that's you'd be a parakeet. Like a parakeet. Like, you know how people like, or like a little finch. Like people have little finches in their house. They, and they do feed them and give them the happiest life until they die. I would be a finch yeah. for that okay. reason. <laughs> What's your favorite candy? Ooh, sour punch or sour patch kids. Yeah. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. what's your favorite hot drink? Coffee, probably. Um, are you a morning or a night person? I'm, mm, I'm a morning person. I like to go to bed early so that I can be up early. Yeah, except for last night. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me about last night. My dog's a freaking psycho. Um, if you won the lottery, what would you buy first? I pay off debt first. Like, I pay off well. my car note. Yeah, like, I pay off my car note. I pay off my mortgage. Like, Outsies yeah, with all that. For sure. What's your biggest pet peeve? When people fucking chew with their goddamn mouths open. This is so funny. Um, I hate that noise. <laughs> um, what's the best compliment you've ever received? How smart I am. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. I don't have to ask you what your favorite time of year is. I know that. Fucking fall, bitches. Duh. Um, <laughs> what's the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth <laughs> a brussels sprout probably oh man i couldn't ask that question honestly uh, with a straight face but saying brussels sprouts are disgusting i've tried them like four different ways by a whole bunch of different people and i cannot eat them they are nope. bad gag bad mother bad gag all the way don't ever bleh, i'll instantly throw up um What's one piece of advice you would go back and tell your younger self? Um, that the person in, you, in the mirror is not who everybody else sees. And that um, start powerlifting now. Oh, yeah. That's it. That was the last one. Okay. How fun. I was like, I'm going to flip the script. And I'm going to make her answer random questions. I have had a bunch of people say that, like, someone needs to sit and, like, interview me. And I'm like, but I've already told my story, basically, like, in different yeah. episodes um but who was i talking to that was like you should have someone sit and interview you and i was like no thank you <laughs> well that's why i was like um I, I don't need to interview you but like we hadn't like you done the questions with me with everybody else and i was like let me uh, let me do this let me flip the script um i mean the hot seat real quick yeah i was like i didn't want to tell you so you would be prepared i wanted to be like a surprise <laughs> Uh, we're gonna do lots of questions so uh, one of the things that like I think people and I've only because I've had this conversation with about three different people this week 
um, and varying, varying, very, and variety of degrees. I can figure out how to say the word I wanted to say. <laughs> is um, so I was talking to a friend, and she's just getting into lifting. She just switched to a new coach, and he, in my personal opinion, is going to be a lot better coach than her previous guy that she Good. had. Um, and I'm trying to encourage her to sign up for Goddesses of Steel um, as her first meet. I think I think an all women's meet is a great idea for first time lifters um that was my first meet was an all women's meet yeah i think it's just a good idea for first time women lifters like the environment's different you kind of get used to it and like there's they're gonna typically there's gonna be a couple of first timers and stuff like that so i think it's just a super great idea well she was having these doubts and she was like well val i just don't think i'm strong enough um i don't think i deserve to be coached by this you know person and i was like girl that is a you versus you mentality like that's that's you that's something that i can't tell you i can't help you with that what i can tell you is that like you are strong enough there's always going to be a starting point and you have to get your first meet out of the way like you have to there's no there's no waiting and like oh i i I don't think i'm strong enough like there or you're gonna be waiting forever like you can't you know you can't not you can't not do it. Um, and, but I've had that like confidence in yourself conversation with three different people. She was one of them. I had another one with another friend. And then I had another one. I was like, Oh, and I was like, you got to trust it as in the process and trust yourself. Like I'm not like by any means. I mean, actually I'm a pretty good advice giver. Do I take my own advice? Absolutely not. But I do give out really good advice. And it was just, a conversation that I had had like with like three people in like a span of like three days. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe the masses need to hear about like, there's no perfect time to start. It doesn't have to be powerlifting. It can be any hobby, but there's no like right time. Yeah. There's no, like, there's no like waiting for it. Keep, keep waiting for it and waiting for it. You're going to be waiting forever. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to, yeah, that was like, so the first meet I ever did was APF slash AAPF. Um, I mean, I did RPS, so like I have no room to talk. I just I had n- I knew nothing about powerlifting, nothing. Didn't know anybody in the community. I knew nothing. I knew that that was the meet closest to me that I could go to. Yeah, um, in Chicago at Two XL Powerlifting. Um, and shout out to Jackie and Eric because I've competed in three different meets of theirs. And even when there was hiccups, like, out of their control, they still handled it extremely, extremely well. Um, I've always enjoyed competing at 2XL. They're very professional. Everything is super well ran. Um, But I competed at their first ever women's only empowerment meet. And, or women's empowerment, women's only meet, whatever it was. Um, And they've done it for this little, this coming year will be their fourth year. But that was the first one I ever competed in. And the reason I was attracted to it was because it was girls only. So it is only women spotters only women refs, only women at the weigh-in tables, like, it is just girls everywhere, and really the only guy that was there that was in charge of anything was Eric, and that's his gym, and he's, like, the, at the time, he was the state chair for APF for Illinois, um, and it's terrifying your first meet. I, 10 out of 10, recommend either taking your coach or taking somebody that has, has competed before and knows what they're doing, but, like, I don't think my total, I think I benched 115. Like, that was my top bench. Um, Me too. My top squat was 252. That's more than I did. I think I did, like, 220. 
<laughs> and then I want to say my top deadlift was like whatever the kilo is right under 300 pounds. 290 whatever. 297. Yeah. So like not huge. Like a 115 bench is still a warm up rep for me at this point. But Right. Or a tempo for a long time. <laughs> oh, but bad gag. <laughs> but like I don't think especially your first one should not be about anything but going and getting it done and getting the experience of being at a meet because I learned I still learn so much from every single meet that I go to yeah but then you know what to expect for next time no absolutely I think so my first meet one I was floating about I don't I can talk openly about my weight it isn't bother me um it was 100 i was floating like 190 191 at the time still very much into uh disordered eating so i don't whatever but i cut for my first meet down to 181 okay so let's just talk about that what a one don't and like don't get me wrong my best friend and her husband got me into powerlifting and i loved it and it was my sole decision to cut if I could give any advice, do not cut for your first meet. Have, to the same thing. Like, literally, um, I drove three hours in a sweatsuit with the heat on in North Carolina in the weird summer to fall transition. So I was sweating, um, spitting in a cup for my first meet. Like, what a terrible for Like, that was just an awful idea of mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make weight. I fucking did right on the motherfucking money. I took off my hoops. Um, my glasses like I was in a sports bra on a thong and I weighed in and I made weight and then I cut for my I did not cut for my second one and then I cut for my third one and then I didn't cut for my fourth one I haven't cut since but anyways the whole story was to say like just have like not like oh just have fun like you want to do good and I totally get it and we we all want to do good um but cutting weight is not fun. I don't care if you're good at it. I don't care if it doesn't affect you. It's not fun. I am <laughs> like, so don't, don't think that you have to make some certain body weight, like just to go like, who cares? Like, cause like as right. me, currently, like I'm in the hundred kilo class and I'm having a fucking blast. I'm hitting numbers. I'm eating, um, regularly. Um, I'm so closer to, t- I'm mostly hitting three meals every day. Not always, but like, I'm not doing the one meal a day. So, or not at all. So, um, and I'm having a much better time. My body is well recovered. So I say all this to say, like, I didn't have a first, um, my, I never, I've never competed in an all women's meet. I've roughed in one. Um, and I thought the atmosphere was just amazing because just is women encouraging women. And even in the weight room, typically, even in a co-ed, like, um, you're going to have, like, typically your flight A is going to be all women. So you you almost still get that same experience in a meet right. like that. Um, but it's just different when it's just all women. Um, speaking of, I don't know what we're going to do. We, Me and Liz haven't talked about Goddesses of Steel. We talk a little bit about it as far as like signups, but we haven't situated out staff and stuff like that because she's really focused on her meet this weekend. Because we haven't decided if we want to do all women refs because we want the best refs. We want really good refs. Right, yeah. And, um, and spotters and loaders. Like we want to make sure our, like, I, I know a lot of people who typically help with meets are competing as far as women in the, this area, like North and South Carolina. Like, there's a ref I know, she's competing Saturday. There's a spotter loader I know. I don't know what day she's competing, but like, 
there's people who typically volunteer. So like we're gonna, we're like I'm okay with bringing in men to spot and load. Yeah, absolutely. At our, you know what I'm saying? To like be at our beck and call. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah. And so if you haven't signed up and you're listening, you should sign up to Goddesses of Steel. Um, I think it's gonna be great. Or I think right now we're about two thirds full on drug tested day and we're still have some space on not tested. Um, but it's gonna be really fucking cool and I'm literally so excited. But um anyway, like just the you know little marketing piece there for you. <laughs> I wish I would have known that like that meet was gonna be then because I probably wouldn't have competed in Built Strong. I would have just volunteered at Be Built Strong and then competed at Goddesses of Strength, but I'm already six weeks in, so Goddesses of Steel. But why did I say strength? I have no idea. It's okay because I I mean people there was lady late somebody said ladies of steel. I'm like, that's actually a USAPL meet that happens in South Carolina. Uh yeah, so no, yeah we're goddesses of steel. But that's in May. You have plenty of time between November and May. So here's the thing. Um yeah. I have rheumatoid right and I have two other yeah. autoimmune diseases on top of that. Yeah. And so um when I went from which like the time frame is a little bit different, but I competed only the strong in December and then turned around and competed Indy City Classic at the very, very, very end of March and it damn near took me out. I don't think as of right now with my condition, I don't think that my body could handle it. Yeah. I think I would that's understandable. I think I would crash just like I did the last time. I also um, like my SI went out, I had all kinds of like nerve issues and it took me like three or four months to recover from it. Um, yeah. and I'm actually like doing really well. So we're going to stay on that track. I don't like, I was thinking about this. So come volunteer. Here we are. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll probably be, um, a spotter. See, the thing is too, is like, I have to be careful volunteering to be a loader because like at any moment, my body could just be like, actually you're done. Yeah. And I shut down and I'm like, gosh, Dang it. Like, it's just, oh, it's a whole thing. I could just help handle the Fortress athletes that are competing instead. Because, like, Liz won't be able to. I won't be able to. Right, that's true. Yeah. You I know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. I think we just want to kind of take over. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Anyways. Well, and that's the thing. This is what drives me nuts. And not even just in powerlifting, but, like, people create drama when there is none. Exactly. And like you're not even a part of it. You just want to know if there's drama. And I'm like, no, there's not drama actually. We're Gucci over here. We straight Gucci over here. Like go fuck yourself, actually. Like honestly, please go fuck off somewhere. But anyways, back to scheduled topics. Uh <laughs> but no, so um I think that's a big thing. And I think trusting yourself, not just like in, in your hobby and powerlifting but like in your life in your relationship like trust yourself trust your gut your gut instinct trust like you know and not like saying that you know i've never had a gut instinct that was wrong Same. i like literally have never um as soon as i feel and this not vibes so that's stupid but as soon as i feel like something's off it's I, I I ask because I can tell. Like you yeah. don't have to, like you don't ever have to tell me something's off because I can already tell and I'm gonna get I'm going to ask you. Yep. Um, and so like I think trusting yourself is something that like I've embraced over. That's probably the biggest thing I've worked on in my like self work um era over the last couple of years. And 
I'm like happy to say that I, I, I trust myself with my decisions. I trust myself like in my instincts, you know, um, I'm still trusting myself as far as like, you know, in powerlifting. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, you know, why isn't this not clicking? But it, eventually like trust, give, trust the process and yourself yeah. and like your coach, if you have a coach and like, it, it all, you know, make way. Um, but yeah, so, um, I say all that to say that, like, I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> Quinny, I'm so chaotic. When I feel like I, I want to, like, cover a specific topic, I feel awkward. But, like, I do want to talk about love languages. And I was trying to find a segue, and I couldn't find a segue. And who gives a flying fickety fuck about a segue? There's your segue right there is that you don't have one. <laughs> like, honestly, who cares? Like, so... And I literally just talked about this with somebody um, yesterday because, like, the dating pool is 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 so crazy. It's, it's it's such a variety. Like, you have the people who've done their self work, who've done their inner healing, who are very self aware, self aware, and they've been single, and then they date somebody who's not done any of that, and it makes them feel crazy. But in reality. It's, there's the dating pool is full of people who've not done their self work and who are hopping from relationship without understanding why they're not lasting. Um, cause it's not always just the other person. And if somebody if if you're starting to talk to somebody and they're like, Oh yeah, well it didn't work out with the last three people. And it was all them. That's a red flag. And absolutely. You, it is to absolutely remove yourself. Like yep. they're like, you know, and, um, knowing that and knowing about yourself is like, I know what my love language is and I know what it isn't. And, um, honestly in the last I've, so I've been single, like absolutely single for seven years. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've almost got two bachelor degrees worth of singleness. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> almost two full bachelor degrees. Um, I, so the first couple of years I was single, I was not interested in dating and serious dating. I was like, you know, I had to spend in the night back. I was very much enjoying my time as a single person. Then I was like, all right, Val, like buckle down. And I tried talking to a couple of different people. Didn't pan out. I had a very consistent fuck buddy in town and that was cool. Great. Awesome. And it was just that, like we were, it wasn't even, like we were definitely friends with benefits because like, we could be friendly. Um, and anytime that we were talk, one of us would start talking to somebody more serious, like we just would chill, you know, just not. Mm -hmm. Um, but and then I was like, okay, every time I've tried to date, it just did has not worked out. So when people are like, oh, you've not been single for seven years. I'm like, I have absolutely been single because I've talked to people, but I have not dated anybody in seven years so i don't know what to do with one couldn't tell you what to do with the man that was trying to date me if i try like i couldn't tell you what to do so i'm like what what is what what do i do with that so but i'm with that being said i'm very self-aware i know what i do and do not like and what i can and cannot accept and i if i can give any advice to anybody be very firm in what you do not allow like Absolutely. I same conversation that we've had on previous episodes about this one guy, he keeps popping up and I'm just like, well, whatever. Um, very inconsistent in communication, very inconsistent. And I don't allow that. Like I'm not interested. And I'll tell you why I don't allow that because it causes a reaction in me that I don't like. 
So like, and like inconsistent communication is something that's not, not fixable. You can absolutely fix that. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that we have to talk all the time, but uh, because I, I don't have time for that, but we can't also just not talk and not communicate and not, you know, whatever. But in the seven years that I've been single, I've met all that lead up to like my primary love language has changed in the seven years I've been, I, I, t- I took it like every like couple of years. And the most recent time I took it, it, um, it's, it's kind of funny, <laughs> kind of funny that like, there's like three around the same amount tied for number one. Um, gifts is last. Please don't give me a gift. I don't like, you know, it's, it's very odd to me. And that comes from my daddy issues because yeah. he, like to buy gifts to show love and instead of being there supporting me in different things. So uh, I don't like gifts. Um, quality time, high up there. Words of affirmation, high up there. Um, acts of service, high up there. Physical touch is my number four, but it's really not that far from, and I say number four because it's really number two because the other three were all tied for number one. But physical touch is like lower than all of them because I'm very odd about being touched. Um, but gift giving is like, like I think like zero percent, one percent. Like just don't give, don't don't waste your money on a gift for me. I don't like it. Yeah, and here's like, so I'm a like I'm a memories person. I'm an experiences like experiencing things person. So yeah. if you're going to because you have. So, like, you receive love languages and you have your own love languages, but people also have way of, like, their love language. So, like, you might be talking to someone and the way that they are trying to love you is by giving you gifts or whatever. So, like, you have a love language that you give and you have a love language that you get, if that makes sense. Yes. So, if if that's what you're set on on doing, then I would rather it be, like, we go hiking and we, like pick up some kind of like trinket or something at the gift shop and then I have this little like thing that reminds me of the time that we went and did xyz absolutely I do not give a crap about what someone buys me on my birthday or about what somebody gets me for Christmas or like whatever I would rather have experiences and memories over physical like things I can buy myself things I don't need someone else to buy me things. I would much rather have the experiences and the memories than anything else. Yeah. No, absolutely. It is. Physical touch. That's where I was going to go with that. I am like that too. I'm very like, so my number one love language is is actually physical touch. However, Mm -hmm. um, I like dove into it in therapy because the love language test is like very quick and like not super in-depth. Um. But it goes specifically to when I'm with the person that I love the most and my friends too. And I figure this out in friendships and I actually figured this out with Liz. When I'm with like, like my sister, like I, I touch her all the time when we're together. Like we're linked up arms. I last a couple nights ago, we were on our way home from the gym and I was like not having a panic attack, but I could feel like a lot of anxiousness. Yeah. Um, coming up in my body and I was like hey like will you hold my hand for a minute because I'm like kind of freaking out I don't know why and instantly like whoosh anxiety comes down yeah however if I do not have a connection or a relationship on any level with you please don't touch me 
Yes. Yes. Do not. <laughs> don't don't do it. And people need to respect people's boundaries around their body. Like, I don't have to just because you're a hugger. And again, my friend Annette, she did not know I was not a hugger for like two months. And by then she just we we she can hug me at any given time. There are very few people who can hug me at any given time. Unfortunately, my mother is not one of them and not because I don't love her, but I don't, I don't like, like Skylar hugs me anytime. My friend Annette, right. anytime. my friend Stephanie, um, she can hug me anytime because we are very similar. Now her kids, I love them. They, I consider them my nieces. They're always like, Hey Val, can I give you a hug? And they ask, and I love that they ask because they know how I am and I appreciate it. And most of the time I accept their hugs. Sometimes if I'm having a really bad day, I don't want to. And I won't. Um, and they respect it. And I'm like, okay. Um, but I think it's important that people were like, um, I was just at a meet and somebody was hovering over me. And I don't like that just in general. I never like people hovering over me, but they put their hand on my shoulder. And I don't think I have ever shrugged out of something so quickly. I like jerked my shoulder and they looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, and it was a lifter. And I was at the judge's table. I'm like, I don't like being touched. So and they're like oh they were apologetic but like they looked at me like i was crazy because like i'm like i don't like i don't know you like yeah. i know we, we know of each other but i don't know you and i don't have to allow you to put your hand on me in any time at any given time so nope. it was i was like absolutely not please leave me alone um, please leave me alone and you know like physical touch like if i but like you said like if the person is somebody who I have that like relationship with. I am very openly affectionate and I can be for the most part after this weekend at the cave. I know I will be a recluse and not want to be touched because there's gonna be a lot of people there that I haven't seen. And that's what happens at powerlifting needs to get overstimulated and I get like over like sensory and like I can hug a ton of people and I can care about a lot of people. But um, I also like, I had to prepare myself for it a little bit mentally. Um, and most people, uh, you know, they they get it. So that's all that really matters. I was literally about to be like, we should talk about being like touched out. Like I. The thing. It's a real fucking thing for sure. A hundred percent. I can go like. Out touch is very much. A, a, like people are like, oh, like. And like auditorily, I can get overstimulated very easily. It happens at meets sometimes. Um, It, ha- it used to happen at my old job because there was like birds chirping there was dogs barking there was a a washer and dryer going like for dog washing and dog drying and then the cats meowing and people are trying to talk to me and i imagine all of those things and it happened all the time and i would get so overstimulated at work and i would ride in silence in my car straight up yeah. just like serial killer shit just silence riding in silence just like no be bopping i i couldn't take it and um I'm okay with that, but like, I'm just very grateful that I um, am no longer there. So that's really what matters. And I'm going to cut it there. So me and Val have about four more episodes together that are like scheduled to get me like through this meet and through my recovery week. And they're all like about 30 to 45 minutes long. I've edited all of them. They're all scheduled. They're all going to post when they're supposed to. And I don't have to worry about it. I just have to record an intro and an outro, slap it on there, and it's Gucci. It's good to go. It's all Gucci up in here. Haha, <laughs> funny. Okay. Anyways, guys, the next time 
you listen to me, I'll be in a car on my way to Kansas City. Me and my sister will be recording content in the car on the way to Kansas City because we have some really fucking funny conversations. Um, so it probably won't sound the best, but it'll be the upcoming episodes after Kansas City, as well as um, Kiara is coming on soon. I've got to get a bunch of people back on here. There's going to be a lot of fun, fun, fun things, and the holidays are coming up, so only God knows what we're going to go into. I love you guys so much. Um, shout out to everybody who has supported me and loved on me the last 12 weeks. Um, the people who have helped spot me at the gym, like people who have sent me messages, people who have supported me from a long ways away, like Kim has. Um, shout out to my coach, shout out to my team. This prep has been long and I'm glad that it is almost over, but I'm also so excited to be back on the platform and redeem myself from what happened in Indy. <laughs> if you know, you know, right? Guys, have the best fucking week ever. The next time that I talk to you, because next week episode is already recorded. The next time I record physically on here, I'll have already competed. So I'll have a whole nice intro to talk about that, right? Anyways, I love you. You know what the rule is here at Deadlifts and Daddy Issues. We are the main characters only. So remember that this week, main character energy only. It's your book. You're the main character. Write your narrative and make it a good one because that decision is up to you and I know that you can do it. I love you. Have the best week ever. I can't wait to talk to you, see you, hang out with you, whatever it is that you consider this doing on a podcast. Have the best week ever. Guys, I'll see you so soon. Bye.